When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to a new episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Steven Sklansky. I'm your co-host, Robert Sklansky. And this week, we are going to rob the Quickie Mart. Uh, I don't want to rob the Quickie Mart. Screw a poo in his holidays and expensive medicine and all that other stuff. Let's just go rob the Quickie Mart. But I don't want to rob the Quickie Mart. Okay, why, fine. Why fine, are fine. you robbing the Quickie Mart? Fine. Let's just let's not rob the Quickie Mart. Let's just buy a bunch of stuff and forget to pay for one of the things. Uh, and then go to jail. I, I don't want to go to jail. God, you just don't want to do anything fun. <laughs> Wait, going to jail is fun. I don't know. March made it seem semi fun. I think. I think we have a lot to discuss on today's episode. <laughs> we do. So this week, we're going to talk about Season 4, Episode 21, Marge in Chains. And I don't know, I, I, don't, I don't know how I feel about this, but this the, the title of the episode could be a possible reference to the band Alice in Chains. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's, you know, sounds kind of cool. Yeah. But she never really got chained up. I don't think. No. Like when she, well, you know how like when, uh, you know, the hardcore criminals go to prison and how they have like the arm chains and the leg chains and they're all chained together. <laughs> they kind of missed out on that uh, gag for this episode. Yeah. I mean, it could have matched the title of the episode really well. You know, low, yeah. low, low level crime, hardcore punishment. Eh, it could have been, could have been a little better, but it is what it is. And this episode aired May 6, 1993. It's almost time for summer vacation, boys. Yep. It is. It's almost time for summer vacation. We got one more episode left. And then summer vacation for the rest of you. And we'll come back the following week with another episode. Yes. Uh, so a recap. Marge shoplifts and is sent to a women's prison, leaving the family to fend for themselves. And it only took 10 minutes to go ho- completely horribly wrong. Yes. Yes, it did. So if, if when we were left home as kids by our parents, we, we didn't destroy the entire house. No, we, we just, just played, play, yeah, we played games. Play, yeah. Played computer games, video games, watched TV, went outside, like, and, and home release and Bart managed to destroy the, the house. I am very surprised at Lisa though. Yes. I feel yes, like Lisa, Lisa, well, no, I guess Lisa did want to say, you know, if we work together. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly they didn't work together. Nope. Uh, chalkboard this week. I do not have diplomatic immunity. Yes, I do. Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah, diplomatic I do. Diplomatic immunity. So did Bart harass like a foreign exchange kid? <laughs> and then it was like, ah, but I live in the United States, so I can't get in trouble. Yeah, right. So he lives in the United States. The school is its own country, right? He was visiting yeah. visiting the school as its own as his own country, so he could do any crimes he wanted. 
and get away with it. Yeah. I wonder if you what what movie was that? What that was not Lethal Weapon. Was that Lethal Weapon? It was Lethal Weapon. The whole diplomatic immunity thing. Is what? that with no Die Hard? Are you thinking of Nakatomi Plaza and no. uh, Alan Rickman and Bruce Willis? No, um, I uh, I don't know any movies where diplomatic immunity is involved. I'm sure I've seen plenty, but I my brain and just. It is. Lethal Weapon 2. That's where uh, it came from. I knew it was a Lethal Weapon movie. Yeah, it says, which Lethal Weapon has diplomatic immunity? <laughs> yep, diplomatic immunity um, for to Roger Murtaugh, which turned out to be his last words. Yep. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Yep. So, yes, you Bart probably saw Lethal Weapon 2. It was like, hold on, let me see what this came out. Lethal <laughs> Weapon. By the way, I've only seen Die Hard and Lethal Weapon. I've oh, never really seen okay. any of the sequels. Okay, Lethal Weapon 2 came out in 1989. So, yeah. possible Bart got to see Lethal Weapon 2 and was like, dude, I'm totally using this at school. <laughs> Maybe. Nice, I like it. Go Bart, watching some R-rated flicks with uh, Mel Gibson and uh, Danny Glover. Yep. All right, couch gag this week. Tiny Simpsons couch gag. Where all the tiny Simpsons run up to the couch and, you know, get yeah. up on there. And that's another repeat. Homer's triple bypass. Yep. So they, they got lazy at the back half of this uh, season. I know. Every well, I think that was because remember Mike Reese is like we, yeah. we did we did repeats of the entire front half of the season. And to be fair, it was twenty two se- uh, episodes long for season four. So yep. uh, so eleven. I bet I bet you it was eleven new couch gags. And 11 repeats if we went yeah. back and counted them all. Possibly. Um, so we get to start this episode off with the always famous, <laughs> always well produced. I can't believe they invented it. Yeah, I love these episodes. It, it just reminds me of growing up watching these dumbass uh, uh, infomercials on TV. And, oh and I was definitely a homer. I got to buy it. I got to get yeah. it. So probably the most famous or infamous of infomercials nowadays, I believe, would be the Flex Seal. Yeah, Flex Seal's definitely got to be the most popular one. I think the most, I think the the uh, the one that was most famous when we were growing up or that I remember was the Sham Wow Sham Wow, yep. Because I don't think, I guess Billy Mays did the Oxy Clean. Oxy Clean, yep. Yeah, so. Uh, and the Chipotle way. No, that's South Park. Right, but it was Billy Mays. That is true. It was Billy Mays. Uh, so on this episode of I Can't Believe They Invented It, we get the SS, SS Microwave, which is like a microwave on like a motorized boat thing for your pool. Which Not, to not be, safe. Honestly, but if it was battery operated? Microwaves cannot be battery operated. Well, so that I don't know. So nuclear, a nuclear carbon rod was inside of it to, to heat up your burrito. I mean... I think, no, you can make it work if you have, like, an extension cord. You just make sure all of that's in plastic. It'll be yeah, fine. Not safe. Yes. Not safe. Um, so we get the doggy doorman. So it's a doorman for the doggy door for your dog. That's pretty cute. Come on. Yeah. Hello, Rex. Um, and then we have um, <laughs> a chandelier for your car. And as uh, demonstrated on the television show, not very safe. Not no. very safe. No. no. And so, so we get th- Troy McClure. Hello, everybody. I'm Troy McClure, star of such films as P is for Psycho, 
and the president's neck is missing. <laughs> but now I'm here to tell you about a remarkable new invention. Which is uh, uh, invented by Dr. Nick Riviera. Okay, did you notice how long uh, Troy McLure's mic cord was? Uh, it makes sense in the early 90s. It went, I'm like, not... he went down an entire flight of stairs and onto a stage. They couldn't, you could tell me they didn't have, they didn't have wireless mics in the early 90s? Um, I well, mean, they probably, no, early night. uh, I don't know when, uh, wireless mics were, uh, created. I mean, it's possible. Or having a second microphone on stage. Like, he, he introduces himself up top, which is fine. Yeah. And then... And then walks down the steps using, like, a boob microphone. I mean... And then he gets onto stage and has a secondary microphone. It's probably easier just to have the one. Maybe? All right. Yeah. So, um... So, Troy uh, tells everybody, you know, have you ever wanted orange juice? And this is the only way to get your orange juice. And he <laughs> takes the orange, presses it against his head, like, in his eye, which would hurt. And squeezes the orange juice, and I'm like, dude, just use your hands. I get the joke. And so then we cut to Homer doing it, and he's like, wait, there's a better way? And so uh, we get Dr. Nick Riviera's uh, juice loosener, and the first, I, I wanted to look this up. So the first electronic juicer was invented in 1954. All right. So this invention is not new. No, not at all. No. Well, actually, it's funny. When you look at a lot of infomercials, None of those inventions are, I would say, new, but, like, okay, so the one I really think about is the, uh, you know, the nonstick frying pan that supposedly, like, you could, like, swish around like, oh, yeah, yeah, eggs yeah, yeah. and, like, literally nothing sticks in it. Well, Teflon and nonstick pans have been around forever. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, the juicer, the juicer's been around at this point for almost 40 years. Oh, but this juicer's amazing. Would you like to yes. tell me more? Yes, um, here, you can take a whole bag of oranges and put it in. Listen to that baby purr. <laughs> and it's loud as hell. It's like a whisper. Yeah, and all the orange junk is, like, flying out of it. Yeah, because, and, and when they turn it off, you get a single drop of uh, orange juice. Now, but I love how he puts, like, eight oranges in there, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure not all those oranges would fit. No, and probably so, not. But, like, and this thing is loud and obnoxious and... Well, also, I don't think any juicer, you physically put the orange in, isn't it? Where you cut the orange in half, you put it on top, you chuck the thing, and then it, like, rotates yes. and actually... There is like, that. Dr. Nick's like, oh, I also invented the sunscreen called... Uh, uh, sun and run. Sun and run. It's also a laxative. And we see Troy McClure <laughs> putting it on, and then after Dr. Nick says what it is, he, like, runs off stage, because guess who's got a... Guess whose nature is calling? Yep. Because it absorbed into his skin and into his blood system, and and he has to go now. So Homer, uh, you know, get, grabs his uh, grabs his phone, orders a juicer. He's like, "I gotta order this so I can lose weight and not have chest pains when answering the phone." <laughs> well, we know he's had uh, heart issues in the past. Yep. So uh, you know. I guess Homer wants to live healthier, and now we cut to Osaka, Japan, where the juicer is made and boxed and shipped, and we see uh, Homer's juicer getting packaged, and the address on it is 742 Evergreen Terrace, Springfield, USA. Yep, so they're living at 742 Evergreen Terrace now. Yep, yeah, they are. Their house and, moved. Yep, and so uh, 
if you also notice when the Japanese workers are talking, their yep. lip sync is off. Yeah, which it's is mo- uh, dubbed. So it was uh, yeah. when they when they're speaking and laughing, their dialogue appears to be dubbed like the old like Japanese yeah. Chinese. It's a, it's a joke off of that. You know, it's funny. So um, I watched the Squid Game. I don't know if you yep. have. Oh yeah, I've watched it absolutely. And uh, I started watching it with the English, and I got like two minutes in, and I'm like, I can't. I no, can't watch. No, everyone I, said it was the worst ever. You have to watch I, the subtitles. I I watch. I turned. I turned off the English dub. Turned it. You know, put it in the original Korean and watch the English subtitles. Well, yeah, you were dumb to do, think dubbed was going to be good. I well, I didn't think about it. Netflix was like, oh, here you're going to watch it in English. I didn't choose English. Oh, really? Mine it, automatically it, went to Korean. Uh, mine, mine chose English and I had to choose back to Korean. Did do you have but, like, you must have a setting in there that says, I hate foreign films. Please. No, give me because all the I, versions. I've watched now I've watched, there's an anime I watch with the English dub and that is fine. Cause it's basically a cartoon, but like, I, I can't watch friggin' foreign films with an English dub. Subs are better than dubs. Yes. Um, so anyways, so then we see the worker coughs into the Simpsons box and you see like the germ particles go in yep. and, uh, so we might as well mention this now. Um, a lot of people think that this is a Simpsons prediction of the coronavirus, yep. uh, but it's really not. So viruses don't survive long in that type of environment. They need a warm environment and Anytime you ship something, it's always on a plane, which are cold, and then they go into trucks, which are cold, and it's just, and germs usually only last about 24 hours on a surface, and on cardboard, which obviously this is shipped in, it doesn't last as long, it doesn't even last 24 hours, so the realism of a drug traveling from one country halfway across the world to the United States is this not going to happen? It's no. funny. It's but it's not realistic. So uh, Homer is sitting there. He's like, "It's six to eight weeks." I love how they say six to eight weeks later. They don't say six weeks later. They don't say eight weeks later. They six. They say that's, six that's because or, that that's because that's what Troy McClure told Homer or yes. told everyone it would take six to eight weeks for delivery. <laughs> but they don't give a specific time frame, and I love no. it. Nope. Um, and so it's six to eight weeks later and, uh, you know, Homer is like, ah, I, you know, I don't think it's ever going to arrive. Ding dong. And Bart (laughs) brings in his package and Homer opens it and the, uh, you know, the virus virus goes, uh, attacks Homer. And then, you know, we cut to Skinner who ordered one for his mother and, uh, you know, they get sick and Solomon and Patty got each other, the juicer. Why did they both get each other? Like, was it their birthday? Did they just, I, I don't get. Did they say what? happy birthday or I got you a gift? They said yeah, something. They, they said they got each other a gift and obviously they're twins. So maybe it was like a birth, a late birthday gift. Yep. Yeah. And so they each, each got each other a juice loosener and they got infected. And I love how like. Wiggum's outside buying hot dogs <laughs> and the germ like chases after him and he shoots it. Is that from a movie? Is that a movie reference I, or is I that just know. a joke? I think it's so, a joke. And so he, so Wiggum shoots at it and he gets, uh, he gets infected and yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it. this virus is just attacking everyone. It's like some sort of pandemic inside of Springfield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I will say, I will say, you know, again, going back to the Simpsons prediction, a lot of people are like, oh, the Simpsons predicted all this stuff. And in a way, yes, but also pandemics do happen. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, they, they, they predicted it. Like I could have predicted it. So a pandemic was going to happen. Yes. Yeah. So now we get Arnie Pie in the sky. <laughs> uh, you know, obviously the helicopter motion sickness. He's getting sick. And he uh, tells everyone, if you're on a 42nd and something, watch out. I'm about to puke. And then he uh, <laughs> throws up on auto trying to suntan on a roof. Most yeah. likely his apartment roof. Yes. Yeah, that was. Oh, it was a nice day out. Yeah. Get the tank going. It was pretty funny. It was really funny. Yes. And so now we uh, head to the kitchen and, you know, Bart's getting his temperature taken because obviously you can't send your kids to school sick. Nope. And, uh, so well, you he, shouldn't. You shouldn't. Yes. And so, you know, it's Marge, you know, like takes his temperature. He's like, oh, 98.6, which is the perfect temperature for your body. And yep. Bart's like, all right, come on. And he tries to will his white <laughs> blood cells, you know, that yeah. are battling the virus. White blood cell one says, Sarge, we keep getting orders to let the virus win. <laughs> Must be a school day. Lay down your arms. And then uh, all the, they lay down and the virus yeah. is like, all right, let's get make some pus. And for those of you who out there who don't know what Steve is trying to sound like, that is snake. Yes. So the, the other thing. Um, yeah, that's not how that <laughs> works. I mean, I guess mentally you could kind of wear yourself down to the point, but if you're like just standing there, like get sick, get sick, get sick, it's, it's not going to happen. Kids, the correct way to raise your temperature, I'll give you two. One, light bulbs. On. Light bulbs? Okay, maybe a few more, but lay under your blankets, like get a, a quilt and just lay under it for like 10, 15 minutes. Your body temperature will definitely go up. Yeah. You know, light bulb on the forehead will help. Another one that'll help is uh, run your uh, like hot water over your face. Yeah. That's another good one, especially if your parents are, they put your hand on the forehead type of parent mm -hmm. and not using a thermometer. Yeah. Um, or... Uh, Eat some like hot oatmeal. Like this like this is actually really a really funny story. So Or you could or you could drink hot chocolate. Or hot anything hot. You could drink yeah. anything hot. But I was at donating plasma and I had happened yeah. to take a drink of water out of the water fountain. Oh. And you know how it's like really cold, really cold. Yeah. So it was pretty much my turn after I did that. I went to go get my temperature taken and I couldn't donate for like 10, 15 minutes because my temperature was below the registered temperature because my mouth was so, so cold, cold from drinking water. Oh so my God. there are ways to alter your temperature for your parents yes. uh, so you could skip school. Public you know, service it's, announcement by the Simpsons dentist. You know, it's really funny. So, you know, I, I was never going to have perfect attendance for school because we're Jewish and we always missed a couple of school days because of holidays. But I also got sick every year I was in elementary school and almost every year I was in middle school. The only reason I think I missed a day of uh, eighth grade is because I broke my wrist, which isn't really getting sick. Um, but uh, yeah, I got I got sick almost every every year I was in school. I don't know if it was just because I wasn't vaccinated against the flu or I had contacts, but uh yeah, getting sick is is fun when you're a kid because then you don't have to go to school. Yep. And now with Bart uh, staying home, he gets to sit on the couch and watch Itchy and Scratchy. Yep. 
So we get the episode Germs of Endearment. Which is, is which yeah. is a reference to the movie Terms of Endearment, which was produced by James L. Brooks. Yep. And so Scratchy wants a tonsillectomy, which I don't know if that's the correct term for getting your tonsils removed. And the doc- I believe it is. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. And Dr. Itchy ties a brick to Scratchy's tongue <laughs> and throws the brick out the window. And all of Scratchy's organs, you know, come out with it. And yep. Scratchy's like, oh, crap. And so he jumps out the window, grabs the brick. I love how it goes brick in first, first yeah. and, and puts all of his organs back in his body as he lands on a cactus. I love the fact that like after he puts it in, he's like, he gives like, he's like, hey, I did it. And then he gets impaled. Yep. <laughs> and so now let's head over to the mayor of Springfield and it's a uh, corruptus in exterminus. Extremis. Oh, extremis. It just means he's an ex- extreme corrupter. Yes. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's Quimby. Yeah. Yep. And so, boy, the Simpsons really had a fun prediction time this episode. This episode yeah. full of fun things. And so Quimby says he will not leave the city of Springfield. And as you pan away, he's <laughs> on a beach. And, hey, get that uh, out of the mayor's uh, office. <laughs> yeah, the, the steel drum. And so this was a huge future prediction when... The Ted Cruz left Texas or was out of Texas during well, the massive I don't know. snowstorm. This this isn't really a prediction. Not a prediction, but it was a the, funny uh, funny coincidence. It, yeah, because I was watching this and I'm like, oh, Ted Cruz did this when Texas's uh, power grid went out because they had a winter storm. And then he tried to backtrack and tried to make himself look good. And it's like, yep. uh, no, dude, you're an asshole. Yep. And so this, yeah, so I, I this, this was going around quite a bit across the internet during the yeah. uh, during the pandemic of uh, Simpsons predicting a poli- poli- political official not being in town during a natural, I would say, disaster. Snow is... Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that's an... Wait, you so you're te- saying snow, snow isn't natural? Or You know, you know Texas. You know Texas. Texas got to get in line, man. We've been dealing yeah. with that stuff in the North uh, Midwest forever. So yeah. they got to they gotta get it, get their act together and, and learn what snow can do to them. <laughs> oh, yes. my God. I think this might be my favorite scene in, like, yep. season four. Oh, this is funny. So obviously Burns was uh, telling Smithers that he created a room to protect himself. (laughs) And so it's like a bunch of like steel trap doors that open. And Burns finds Homer eating a sandwich in his ultra secure microbe free chamber. (laughs) And Burns is like, who the devil are you? And Homer's brain's like, don't panic. Just come up with a good story. My name is Mr. Burns. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) Uh, how did he get in there? How well, do you even know it was there? I don't know. What he, is Homer doing in Burns's office with a sandwich? Having lunch? Duh. <laughs> but uh, but no, it it is really funny because I do like this is now the second time that we oh, see Homer yeah. Homer do that. Hi, <laughs> Mr. Burns. I believe you have a package for me. <laughs> so I mean, Homer does think he's Mr. Burns on a few occasions, I guess. Yeah. And so now we uh, go to Herbert's medical clinic. And I didn't realize he had his own clinic. Well, we actually discussed this uh, like a few episodes back with, um, I don't know if it was with Jaden or someone else who we, we talked about, you know, you know, I thought uh, Herbert was always in the hospital. Like that's what yes. he worked out of. But now it's a few episodes where it, it does actually look like. Like, because we've seen his office, but I'm pretty sure, like, doctors have their own office at hospitals. Okay, yeah. I think, I don't know, I'd have to ask our, our cousin who works at a hospital. Yeah. Um, 
So I'm pretty sure he has his own office. Yeah, really but... weird. Yeah. Um. So now uh, we get uh, Hibbert saying that they uh, only need bed rest. Yeah, and... we have uh, people protesting for a cure, which yeah. you know it's funny because I feel like in this day and age, uh, that's not what happening. Well, it was, and then they came out with the vaccine, and people were like, no, nah, I don't want it. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it is so funny how relatable this day and age, right now, yeah. as we stand, how relatable this episode just overall is. I mean, yeah. you got the people that want a vaccine to be cured, you want, and, and it's really funny, yes, with how horrible this, you know, virus is, and, uh, you know, vaccine, you know, Hibbert basically says, you know, all you need is is bed rest, and for yeah. you know a flu of any kind, you really there's there's no yes there's the flu vaccine, but if you do get the flu, it is literally bed rest. That's yeah. just what for, it takes to for a virus. Yeah, for a virus, there's really not, and this is what the corona it's a coronavirus. Yeah, there's not there's not a whole lot you can do with a virus. It's if you get sick, guess what? You quarantine yourself. You stay inside. You just don't do anything. You don't yep. exert any energy. Because I had, I've had a bacterial infection twice. That is curable because it's bacteria, and you get antibacterial medicine. Um, by the way, never get an antibacterial infection. Those are not fun. Um, but, but yeah, uh, so, yeah. But I like how Herbert's like, I could give you a placebo. <laughs> Which, What's that? Uh, it's just a sugar pill. Well, I'll take yeah. some. How do I get these placebos? And then they start wrecking, you know, wrecking vans. And now the crowd accidentally breaks up the crate of killer bees, which once again, another fun sort of prediction, uh, murder hornets. God, this, this, uh, this episode had, had so, so much similarity to this, real life. This episode, I would say we could call this episode the epitome of 2020. Yeah. <laughs> like, like seriously, this yeah. entire, it's like someone, someone in real life was like, you know what? If we can make an entire year look like a Simpson episode, <laughs> what episode should we choose? Apparently oh, it was this one. Margin Chains. Okay, it's got a virus. It's got a politician that's going to escape the city. We got giant murder hornets. Well, Dude, killer bees. Kill, yeah, killer bees. <laughs> you know, this almost makes me believe that the government put 2020 into effect. Or, 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 <laughs> or time travel. Or the, uh, yes, time travel. <laughs> Somebody time traveled back to the 90s and be like, hey, and was like, oh, I got a pitch for an episode. How about Marge goes to jail because she's so overworked because all the Simpsons got sick from this virus and also uh, some killer bees escaped. Uh, oh, and maybe Quimby leaves because he doesn't want to get sick and... Oh, somebody traveled from the year 2020 to write this episode. Oh, I, I'd believe it. Conspiracy yeah. theories galore. I like it. And yeah. so now we get, uh, cut to the Flanders house and uh, Todd is, you know, speaking gibberish because he has the flu and Rod yeah. thinks he's speaking in tongues. <laughs> I um, don't think I've ever seen anybody really like because you see videos of people who like like say weird things coming out of anesthesia. Yeah. But I've never seen like people who are sick and just like. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like, because that's what it sounded like. Yep. And so Maude asks why this is happening. <laughs> and Ned remembers that he watched Married with Children. And laughed. And, and laughed. laughed. Yep. It's like, so I like, I do like how uh, Ned's like, oh, the, the network slogan is true. Watch Fox and be damned for all eternity. <laughs> By the way, uh, for those of you who don't know, Married with Children was also a Fox uh, show at the time. Yep. So, uh, 
Yeah. Uh, you know, it's really funny that they, the Simpsons take quite a few shots at Fox. And I know Futurama did it too. I don't know if Groening had something against Fox. Well, it's like, funny. I, well, it's funny. If you look at it, so they were on Fox. So taking shots at Fox is pretty funny. But, yeah. but look at how many shots at Disney they took. You know, two in these earlier seasons. Yeah, but they weren't owned by but Disney. But no, at yeah. that point they weren't. So it is kind of funny. Because, like, um, I know Futurama did it as well. And they did it a lot more after. Like, I mean, their first episode back after hiatus in the movies when they were on Comedy Central, they took many pot shots at Fox. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a great <laughs> watch Fox and be Dan for. I mean, the Cubs won the World Series. Mm, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and so and so now we come back to the Simpsons house and we get Bart. Uh, can you give me some of those Flintstones chewable morphine? <laughs> which is a uh, reference to Flintstones vitamins, kids, which yeah. actually do still exist. And what? I do, yeah, they do still exist. And I was thinking about getting my kids some, but Shay wanted these all natural vitamins, you know, because vitamins are vitamins. I know. That's what I said. What? Yeah. But I like how, you know, Marge is basically being to the work to the point of a nervous breakdown. And this is very similar to when, you know, she had to go to Rancho Relaxo. Yeah. Like it was it was one of those things where she just got overworked. You know, being a Simpson, you know, in a Simpson household, you're gonna go completely crazy. Yeah. And really what threw her over the edge was, you know, Abe uh, wants bourbon <laughs> uh, but isn't allowed to have it because it's after three PM. Is is Abe Simpson a gremlin? No, but I think you know. Don't don't like uh, old folks have dinner at like five and are in bed by like you know eight like a little kid. So they, I, he I doesn't want to get him drunk by you know in the middle. But of the when but, but when getting Abe drunk, get him to go to sleep easier. Yeah, that kind of makes sense, I guess. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> I, it's funny. So now Marge, you know, goes to the Quickie Mart and start you know buys everything that all the kids want and you know and Homer. And Homer, and I like how she goes up to the counter, and she's like, oh, can I get some aspirin? It's like twenty four ninety nine. Well, I only lowered the price because the escape mental patient tampered with the bottle. So this is, uh, this might be a reference to, um, so in 1982, I believe it was Chicago, Illinois, there were people going around tampering with Tylenol bottles, putting poison in them. And because of this, the FDA regulated that there needs to be a seal. And that's why there's also the cotton in the bottle so that the pills can't get tampered with. So like the only way that the pills can get tampered with is if you open it up, open up the foil. So, uh, yeah. Um, so if, if you ever buy Tylenol or aspirin or any of that kind of stuff, when you get home, if that seal is uh, broken, throw, throw the pills away, Th- yeah. throw them away. Yeah. So, so that's a, that's a nice callback. I like that reference. Cause I, I've, I've heard that story multiple times and I actually had to look it up cause I couldn't remember the year. Um, so I do like also the fact that when Marge is buying stuff, all the products turn into Simpson faces because yeah. she's having a nervous breakdown. Yep. And so Marge pays for all of her things and she's about to leave and the alarms are set off because she forgot about the bottle of bourbon. And, uh, I love how like Apu's like, Oh, just wait right there. Uh, can you go to a little to the right? And, and she moves over and there's like one of those yardstick things that you see yep. in a lot of like stores and gas stations. It's for, uh, when people like rob a store. And according to his measurements, Marge is eight feet tall, eight and a half feet tall with her hair. Yep. 
So how tall is her hair? It looked like maybe it was two feet. So is Marge like six feet tall? I don't think, well, maybe Homer's that tall. Well, Homer's six two. So yeah, okay. Marge, Marge probably has to be about that that tall. Yeah. But okay, so maybe you know, because Wisconsin sells uh, hard liquor in their gas yes. stations. You know, yes. not like Minnesota where we're normal. Um, but uh, <laughs> No, that's abnormal. Sure. Um, but isn't hard liquor usually behind the counter at so, convenience so, stores? So they some some are I know like at Target. I don't I'm I assume your targets sell alcohol. Just a crappy beer. Okay, so I know in like I know especially in like Target, they have them on the shelves. But they do have like the little magnet thing, so you can't you know steal it. Yeah. But I get like a lot of gas stations. The um they are locked away, yeah. not behind the counter. They're they're on but shelves. They're still, but still, locked. you have to get you. Yeah, but you have to get somebody to grab it for you, and then they they grab it and ring it up. Like they don't hand it to you. Yeah. So it's almost like I guess a poo's a little bit more trusting of his of his uh customers. I guess. Yeah. Like I know at grocery stores they do have the hard liquor out. I don't think it's uh like. Uh, uh, protected by like magnets so like you could go into like the the liquor section at a at a grocery store and grab a small bottle and put it in your pocket but you're probably gonna get caught anyways because security is usually watching the liquor store let's be honest but so, yeah uh, but i like i like apu mrs simpson you did not pay for this bottle of colonel quickie mart's kentucky bourbon colonel <laughs> <laughs> colonel uh quickie mart yep I didn't know. See, that was a thing. I didn't know there was a Colonel Quickie Mart. Uh, so this is kind of my other problem with with this scene is that okay, she forgot about it. Yeah, I feel like in some places, like when I worked at Target, and I noticed like somebody had something in the bottom of their cart. Um, I was like, oh, hey, you have that, and they'd be like, oh, I don't, I don't want this because maybe they were trying to take it, or maybe they didn't realize it was down there. So, like, I feel like if you tried to leave a store without paying for something and got caught, most likely I would assume you're trying to steal it. But, like, okay, maybe you forgot that you had put something in your pocket and you knew you are going to pay for it. You just you just forgot. And uh, I feel like Apu should have given Marge the chance to just, you know, pay for it. Yeah. but Instead no. of like, oh, nope, you're getting arrested. Because, because and... Chief Wiggum's outside. He's like, all right, come out with your hands up. Two cups of coffee, an auto freshener that says Capricorn, <laughs> and something with coconut on it. Uh, I love the fact too that like um, he uh, Apu's like, yeah, we uh, we prosecute shoplifters to the fullest extent of the law. <laughs> Which you know, I I don't know. I feel like I feel like you give the person a chance to pay for it, and you know, ban them from your store. Um, like, obviously, you've worked at Target. I don't know if you've ever talked... When you worked at Target, if you ever talked to, like, the security guys that work there, like, that were employed through Target. But, like, I remember talking to our security guy, and, like, there was a night I worked, and I found a bunch <laughs> of stolen... I, I found a bunch of stolen uh, objects, and uh, usually, if you, get, if you get caught on camera stealing shit, you normally don't go back. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, so they go to the mall... And Marge has hired Lionel Hutz to represent her, and because she did that, she gets a smoking monkey. Is he the only lawyer in town? I mean, really? The, the only lawyer they can afford. Apparently. <laughs> Look at him, he's taking another puff! 
Yeah. And so uh, <laughs> I love the smoking so, monkey. Yeah. And he just has a drawer full <laughs> of them. And he and he opens it up to put the monkey back. He says, "Puff, puff, puff." You just puff, see yeah. all the monkeys. Yep. Yeah, and so Lionel's like, oh, they're going over their case. He's like, oh, well, we got Judge Snyder. And Marge's like, is that bad? Well, he's kind of had it out for me ever since I ran over his dog. But replace the word kind of with repeatedly and dog with son. (laughs) Now, I want to go back. I want to take you through a journey back in time five episodes ago where Homer was in jail because he was arrested for drunk driving in, in the episode Duffless. And Lionel Hutz was in jail with Homer. Yeah. So why would... Okay. So either Lionel Hutz got a better attorney than him to get him off the hook for running over his son repeatedly. Or he didn't kill his son and he lived and he didn't have to serve that much time. Yeah, maybe. So, uh, So, yeah. So I think that's what they were alluding to, which... Again, Simpsons continuity, it's crazy. I when we started this, I was like, ah, oh, they're not good at continuity. If we get continuity. Yep. Cool new. And so uh uh Homer go uh so we go back to the Quickie Mart and Apu and Sanjay are like so I'm assuming they were celebrating Marge getting arrested. And Homer That'd goes be the in the only thing I can think of. Yeah, and so Homer goes in and he asks Apu not to charge Marge. And um so I wanted to look this up to see what like uh, shoplifting was, and I only looked in Wisconsin cause that's where I live. Um, and so the severity of retail theft charges depends on the value of the merchandise that was taken. So for example, here in Wisconsin, um, if merchandise does not exceed $2,500 in value, it is a class A misdemeanor, which can result in up to nine months in prison and up to $10,000 in fines. So it really, and it really, so it depends on like the lawyer you get, the judge you get, uh, how many offenses you have as well. So I want, I want people to keep this in mind as we go to Marge's sentencing, because again, misdemeanor, um, and you're not, you're not, you're going to go to prison. You're not going to go to jail. Prison and jail are two different things. Yeah. But Homer's like, Apu, I like you to drop the charges against my wife. No offense, Mr. Homer, but we're putting that bitch on ice. <laughs> now, come on. I'm your uh, best customer. I'm sorry, Mr. Homer, but it is the policy of Quickie Mart and its parent com- company, Nordine Defense Dynamics, to prosecute shoplifters to the full extent of the law. <laughs> Apparently, uh, I, di- I didn't know uh, the Quickie Mart was a parent company of a uh, Defense Dynamics Corporation. Yeah. No, no, no. The parent company is the... The, the defense corporation oh, right, right. yeah <laughs> and so now we cut to uh wiggum uh in a sauna with quimby and like the weird thing is quimby would probably know because like this is a small town i'm assuming everybody at this point would know that a marge was arrested for shoplifting but like wiggum tells quimby like it's some big secret yeah. and it's like this is a small town. I'm pretty sure Apu would have told a bunch of people. Like, the, the word would have just traveled. I mean, like, the Simpsons do run Springfield, so, I mean. Yeah. And so, and then, you know, uh, so Wiggum tells Quimby, and then we get to uh, Hibbert, Reverend Lovejoy, Helen Lovejoy, and Miss Hoover having, like, a card game night. <laughs> What's Miss Hoover doing there? Uh, I don't know. Like, uh... <laughs> And so, uh, so like they're you know they're talking about Marge getting sh- you know her shoplifting charge, and Hibbert's like, well, you know, Marge has webbed toes. You're not supposed to divulge that information. 
That is true. Well, here's the other thing. People might probably already know that because, you know, this is, I'm sure they go to the beach or like <laughs> the pool and I'm sure Marsh doesn't wear shoes, but like, I love how like that, like, well, she's not going to do the bake sale this year. And that's, that was a big point too. Yeah. And so, uh, so Ned, uh, tells Marge not to worry. They all have brushes with the law. Oh my God. And Ned, and Ned has a flashback of the time where a police officer knocks on his door. He's like, are you Ed Flanders? <laughs> no, I'm Ned Flanders with an N. N. He's like, that mistake will, and then we cut back to present day, and he's wearing a name tag sticker. He's like, that'll never happen again. <laughs> oh my god, okay. that's that's a that's a brush with the law, man. That's, that's are, that's are you a so and so? No, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, Marge, because they're having dinner, and Marge is like, oh, I gotta go freshen up. So Marge goes uh, up to the bathroom, and Ned like nods at Maude to go follow her, <laughs> and so Maude watches Marge through a. Uh, a uh, crack in in the wall hidden by a picture and this is a reference to alfred hitchcock's movie psycho man we've had a couple psycho references i just finished editing uh um brother from another planet and we had this psycho reference in that episode too yeah we did yeah uh they like well they like their psycho references i love i love the uh so now we cut to the the trial which I, I don't think you would take a shoplifting case to trial. At nope. this point, you would you would settle um, because obviously there's enough evidence and Marge admitted she did it. Yeah. Um, but I like and... the prosecutors like, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, who do you find more attractive, <laughs> Tom Cruise or Mel Gibson? And the judge is like, what's the point of this? Your Honor, I feel so confident of Marge Simpson's guilt that I can waste the court's time by raiding super hunks. <laughs> Um, neither. They're both ugly because one is a Scientologist and one is an anti-Semitic jerk bag. Uh, that doesn't uh, make them ugly. Yes, it does. Um, maybe on the inside, <laughs> but on the outside, they are super hunks. Well, maybe not Mel Gibson anymore, man. No. Dude's he's got a... like a beard and a gut and he looks like a homeless dude now. <laughs> um, and so, uh, yeah, again, there's not really a need for this trial, um, and so then we cut to Professor Frank, who's like, <laughs> if we and if we see behind the hedges here, you see some blue hair in the grassy knoll, and this is a reference to the assassination of John F. Kennedy. And I am assuming here that Frank is insinuating that Marge shot JFK. <laughs> uh, she would have been uh, not born yet. Nineteen sixty-eight. No, when was JFK assassinated? Uh, in the sixties. Well, it was the 60s, JFK. But yeah, I don't think Marge was uh, necessarily alive. If, if if she was, she would have been like three, four, five years old or something. I, I don't think she... Uh, 1963. So she is like 34. So she would have been like... Four years old? Yeah, I don't think that was her. Yeah, no. I, I, don't, I don't think so. I think the whole point was to make fun of the conspiracy theories around it. Yep. And so I, and now we get, you know, Hutz, you know, trying to uh, talk to Apu. He's like, now Apu, Mrs. Simpson no, claims no, no. she forgot. You, no. So Hutz, Hutz, uh, you know, is having a fit. Because... I know I'm reading the quote from it. So chill oh. out. So now, now Apu, Mrs. Simpson claims she forgot she was carrying that bottle of delicious bourbon brownest of all the brown liquors that's right yeah, yeah, yeah. so tempting that's right. what's that 
you want me to drink you? But I'm in the middle of a trial. <laughs> and so he uh, is like, I'll be right back. And he calls, you know, his sponsor, uh, David Crosby from Crosby, Still and Nash. Also, your your little quote there left out the best part of that quote, which I still use to this day. Um, he goes, Lionel Hutz is like, Mr. Nahasapita Pedalon. If that is your real, real name, name. Yes. I love that quote. I use it every day, every day. It is my favorite quote of all Simpsons time. Yeah, but he's like, I love, I love this. He's like, have you forgotten anything? No. In fact, I recite pi. I can recite pi to four, the 40,000 places. The last digit is one. And Homer's mm, like, mm, pi. <laughs> I mean, Homer's not wrong. I mean, he is, but he's not. Yeah. Yeah. And so Hutz, you know, asks uh, Pooh, he's like trying to test him about once again forgetting things. He's like, well, <laughs> if you remember, what color tie am I wearing? Uh, red with red and white striped. Uh, and so he tried to actually take his tie. <laughs> See, if I was him, I would have like turned it around and shoved it down yeah. the back of my jacket. But somehow yeah. he, you know, after five minutes, probably got to take it off. He's like. See, I'm not even wearing a tie. (laughs) I wasn't wearing a tie at all. Oh, well, (laughs) well, if I was wrong about that, maybe I was wrong about Mrs. Homer. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I I just, oh, my God. Uh, Hutz is so dumb. And apparently Apu's dumb enough to believe that he didn't spend the last 30 seconds trying to remove his tie. I feel Um, like the judge would have also stopped that. Yeah, because you, know, you could you could clear like the jury could clearly see Hutz is fidgeting with his tie. Yep, everybody can see it. Well, especially the audience. He was literally facing the people in the in the audience. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so now Bart, you know, there Bart's talking with Hutz about you know wanting to uh, grow up and be a lawyer because you know he's you know he's he's a uh, was infatuated with Lionel Hutz's tactics and yeah. and lying and, and corruptibility. Yeah, and he's like. The world could always use more lawyers, and then he imagines a world without lawyers, and it's a bunch of people holding hands in harmony. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hate lawyers. Well, I hate some lawyers. We have two lawyers in our family. I don't hate them. Yeah. Lawyers are lawyers are okay. Some um, lawyers are okay. Some lawyers are It depends on what they're doing. Depends on yeah. Depends on what they're doing. But yeah. now, but now, uh, you know, Hutz is uh, doing his closing arguments, and apparently, he's not wearing any pants or underwear. I, how do I, you, I, I, how do you get that far without the judge saying, uh, "Like, how do you even enter the courtroom without pants?" <laughs> I how do you get in like, that building? I get dressed like everyone else. I put my pants on one leg at a. Uh oh, <laughs> I forgot my pants. <laughs> How do you, how do you, how do you, they even, like, how do you even get, like, close to the building without pants on? I, I don't know. I, I don't even, don't <laughs> even know. Uh, but yeah, so I, it, it's, I don't know. But then Hutz goes up to the judge, like, I like to call a uh, bad trial thingy. You mean a mistrial? mistrial? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. And so there's like, let, bailiff, give me the verdict. And I like how Hutz hands up like a, uh, uh, napkin. It's yeah. like uh, this is a plea of not guilty. It's poorly written. No. Gu- gu- guilty is uh, misspelled, and it's on a napkin. And uh, can I get the real uh, uh, bailiff? Give me the real uh, card. No, please. he does. He asked the foreman to read the oh, real yeah. verdict. Yep. So Marge is found guilty and sentenced to thirty days in prison. 
So again, um, even if she was sentenced, she would just go to like uh, a city or county, not state or federal. Yeah. Because the, the jail is in the city or the county. The prison is a state or federal thing. So she would not go to a state or federal because this is this doesn't fall under state or federal. This is city. So and even so, she would probably just be fine. She wouldn't even go to jail because this is her first offense. Yeah. And it was for a bottle of bourbon that was now granted. This is the quickie mart, so it was probably marked up to like a hundred dollars. Um, but no, she uh, again. The the point is to move the plot along. I get it, but not realistic. Yep. And so. Next up, uh, after the Lionel Hutz uh, debacle, is the National Council of Churches versus Lionel Hutz. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I like how at the at the end, Bart uh, tells Marge that he will bust her out of prison once he gets a cocktail dress and a crowbar, and then we get a fantasy sequence of Bart dancing with the warden, and, you know, in a cocktail yeah. dress, and he whacks him with a crowbar and steals the keys. Yep. Bartina. Bartina. Yeah. Now that'd be a fun Funko Pop. I would I would buy the Bartina Funko Pop. I would too. And so Homer tells Marge that he'll miss her. And not just because of the sex, <laughs> because of the food preparations as well. Plus getting rid of stains and the way she makes him feel lucky to be with her. I mean, that's yeah. uh, that's nice. But mostly because of the sex. But mostly because of the sex, yep. <laughs> and so I like how Apu now thinks his store is secure with Marge behind <laughs> bars, because obviously she's the only person in Springfield yeah. that's ever tried to rob him. Yeah. And so then we cut to Snake stealing the Quickie Mart. The whole Quickie Mart, mind you. <laughs> on a flatbed. How did he get that on a flatbed? I don't know. But he uh, drives, you know, to leave the seas. Like, well, we're taking this thing to Mexico. And so there, there is a sign. Because, like, you yeah. know, when you ride the highway, there's it shows you, like, all the cities and distances. So you get Shelbyville, which is 47 miles away. You get North Haverbrook, which is 53 miles away. And you get Mexico City, which is a real city. They should have used a fake city because people like me are going to look things up. Um and uh, Mexico City is 678 miles away from Springfield. And I looked up. I went to Google Maps and I started typing things like directions to Mexico City from certain cities. Uh, the closest U.S. city that is roughly 700, uh, sorry, 678 miles away is Laredo, Texas. Right. So Springfield in Texas. Ooh, that's a new take we haven't done. And I'm sure they yeah. have a few gorges and... Did you just call him Gorges? Oh, yeah, it is a gorge. Yeah, thank Springfield. you. <laughs> I was uh, thinking gouge. I was thinking the word gouge. And I'm like, field gouge. gouge. I don't think that makes sense. No, uh, no, it doesn't. So, um, I don't so know why, I don't know why he's taking the, uh, taking, taking it to Texas. Maybe, I guess I could use it. No, he's in, in they're in Texas. Oh, oh, no, to, to Mexico. To Mexico. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to go to jail. How's he getting they, that? I, I don't know how he's going to expect to get that thing across the border. I'm sure he could find a way. Right. Uh, um, so, so then we head to uh, uh, the Springfield Women's Prison, yep. which those are a real thing. And the motto for Springfield's <laughs> prison is a prison for women. But I like how it's all nice cursive yeah. cursive handwriting, and that's pretty cool. And so Marge uh, goes to her cell. Knock, knock. I'm Marge Simpson, your new cellmate. I'm Phillips. They call me that because I killed my husband with a Phillips head screwdriver. 
Yeah, yeah, uh, that woman should probably be there. <laughs> that That's probably a good place for that woman to be. Yep, and so yeah. I like now, you know, now they, now this, this is why I think Marge had a good time in prison. She got, <laughs> she got to have uh, dinner, lunch, breakfast, whatever, and she's like, oh, it's so nice not to have to cook. And I like her so is like, your husband never cooked for you? <laughs> well, he did. Once, <laughs> uh, Homer, I don't think this fish is quite dead yet. Yeah, they cut they cut back to the one time Homer cooked for, her, and there's a fish on her plate, and it just flops around, and he's fighting with the lobster. Yeah, he's like, I think I'm still having trouble with these lobsters. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, we I I think we know Homer is not a cook. No, not no. at all. Um, because if he does cook, there's going to be a lot of butter in it. Yeah. So now we cut. Now we get uh, tattoo Annie, and she's got a tattoo on her back of Alfred E. Newman, um, and the tattoo is a reference to Mad Magazine and the Foldens, and the phrase "What kind of slime would I marry?" And Marge's like, "I don't know," and like she folds her back. Oh, oh, but that's wow. but that's like a double. Like I've seen actual double jointed people actually be able to connect their shoulder bones together. Yeah, and oh. so the, so that's a real thing. Like if you guys yeah, are wondering oh. if that's actually physically Ow. possible. It is oh. actually physically possible. I've oh. seen someone do it. And it is so the, gross. And so the folded in, uh, the full, you know, when it folds in, it reads, what, me worry, which is Alfred E. Newman's trademark phrase. So they, they had a mad, I mean, mad was on Fox for like, what, seven years, eight years, nine years, something like that. Yeah. Um, and so now we cut back to uh, Homer and the kids and Homer is like, I don't want to do dishes um, so eat, you know, just eat with your hands. And Lisa's like, well, what about Maggie? Uh, she'll roam the backyard for you. <laughs> like no diapers. And Lisa's like, look, if we just do our fair share, I'm sure we can keep the house clean. And then we get a little 10 minutes later thing. And these are the things that I noticed that was wrong with the kitchen that was destroyed. The curtains over the sink are like tattered and like yep. half off. Um, and no, torn down, the kitchen sink is broken, the oven is on fire, the refrigerator door is off its hinges, the ceiling fan falls right next to Santa's little helper, the fr- the, the freezer portion of the fridge is tagged with Alberto, and there's also a live alligator roaming the kitchen. Where <laughs> did the alligator come from in ten minutes? Uh, he roams around outside. Like, from, the, from the nuclear power plant. There's lots of uh, creatures that live there. Oh, my God. Like, they destroyed this house. Yep. Destroyed it. And so uh, and so then, you know, Bart and Lisa yell up to Homer, and they're like, we're running out of clean clothes. And Lisa's like, yeah, it seems like I've been wearing this red dress, <laughs> the same red dress forever, <laughs> which obviously is a meta joke of The Simpsons, because uh... that's what she usually wears. And so I love how Homer's like, oh, kids, there's a bunch of clothes in the attic. Just grab those. And he comes out wearing Marge's wedding dress. (laughs) Uh, Homer, Uh, you can't even do laundry. But then again, okay, so this kind of looks back at our our life. You know, when our mom leaves town, our dad can't cook, can't do laundry, barely cleans. I feel like like we did most of the work when our mom left town. To be fair, when mom was in town, I did a lot of cleaning, too. It's not that when our mom goes out of town, our dad doesn't do any cleaning. Although I will say when I went down for the Brewers games, he did clean the kitchen. Oh, wow. That's new. I was sh- I know. I was shocked. But he, he does laundry occasionally. It's not that he can't. It's not that he won't do it. It's just that he's lazy. Like, 
he doesn't cook for himself. He like now granted he could still survive because he just eats out, which is not the healthiest thing. He can cook eggs. <laughs> which I mean I guess are healthy in you know, moderation. Uh he can make popcorn. Yeah, popcorn's good. Yeah, so but yeah, like our mom, anytime I go home, I'll, all I hear is I am like his mother, and I'm like, he's seventy-four years old. <laughs> stick him in a stick him in assisted living home. There you probably go. like it there. He'd probably enjoy it there. Yep. Um and so now uh uh um They're at school. Now we're at school and Bart and uh uh ah, Mel- I can't Melhouse are Mel- are eating lunch and Nelson, you know, comes over. Well, you and forgot. At... What did Bart have for lunch? Uh, oh, peanut butter on a playing card. Yeah, peanut butter on a playing card. That's a good lunch. It's a great lunch. Sure. I mean, the peanut butter might be good. Uh, <laughs> so Nelson comes over and laughs at Bart for March being in jail, and Bart's like, uh, for her mom, for his mom being a jailbird. He's like, your mom's in jail too. And Nelson's like, oh yeah, you want to go play? <laughs> and they just leave Millhouse there. Yep. And uh, so now we go back to the prison and it's prison visiting day. And I love how like, you know, Marge hugs the kids and uh, Marge's like, Homer, did you come in in as in a costume? He's like, no, No. (laughs) but he's wearing a devil outfit, which is similar to the one in the last episode with evil Homer. With whacking day. That's right. Because he is evil Homer. I am evil Homer. Homer. Um, yes, because he didn't do laundry. And so Bart tells uh, Marge they tried to flush the alligator down the toilet, which she doesn't even question, which she probably wasn't even shocked. She's like, and, yeah, that alligator. And, and so we cut back to the Simpsons household, and it is indeed halfway sucked out. I don't even know how I got halfway down. Um, and Grandpa Grandpa is trying to, like, he's got a plunger, and he's like, fighting it and he's like ah you'll not get the best of abe simpson and his dentures fall out of his mouth because the the his, the stickiness does not work and it falls into the gator's mouth and the gator just chomps him oh that was awesome and so uh, yeah that was great and so now we go to the conjugal visit trailers don't come a knocking if this van's a rocking and that was a, a bumper sticker on one of the trailers it was yep. and and so homer is like well Marge, we can just sit here and talk or cuddle or hold hands. And Marge <laughs> is like, nope, we're doing the thing now. Well, you know, and, 30 days is a long time. I mean, okay, but, was she, well, was we don't gonna... know. We don't know how long she's been in there. Probably like, I don't know, 10, two weeks at yeah. this point. And I love how like when she jumps. Now, the funny thing is she jumped on Holber yep. and the whole trailer falls like over. Well, okay, so the force of Marge hitting Homer and Homer's weight going, well, I guess I don't know if that would work, but Homer falling down made the trailer fall over. I do not know. All right, so now we get to beautify our park's bake sale, which do they really, I mean, I guess there's Springfield National Park, I guess. Yeah. Uh, But I like how they all show up and no one buys anything because they were literally all there. For uh, Marge's Marshmallow Squares. Dude, I, I I wonder if there's like a recipe out there. Now, I, my, well, probably in that book. We got to get that book. We should get that book. Um, But uh, I wonder if they're just Rice Krispie Squares, like marshmallows, you know, uh, Rice Krispie. I wonder if that's what they are. Maybe, maybe. But unfortunately, they uh, were $15 short of buying the Lincoln statue. So now they have to settle for the Jimmy Carter statue. 
Yeah, because Marge. Well, it's funny because like nobody was buying from like Helen. And that's Lovejoy. the fifteen dollars that would have saved if Marge hasn't been in prison. Yeah. Yep. And so they unveiled the Jimmy Carter statue, and the town folks, you know, absolutely hate it. And so now there's a riot in the in the town. And, and they use the statue. Uh, yeah, they use the statue to break down a window. Oh, my God. I mean, everyone hates Jimmy Carter. I just love how Marge is in prison and the town falls apart. Like, Marge yeah. is apparently the glue that holds Springfield together. No, 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 no. People hate Jimmy Carter as a president. Jimmy Carter, the human being, is a wonderful person who does a lot of charity work. Yeah. And builds. He is nine, He is over 90 years old and he still builds houses for Habitat for Humanity. Give that man... A, a gold medal. There you go. And so now, now they're uh, gonna, you know, uh, try to break up the riot. And Lou asks, "Oh, you gonna release the dogs?" It's like, yeah, but sir, they look so riled up. Yeah, I have been starving of poking him with a stick and, um, uh, what was it? Uh, humming or singing? Uh, uh, singing out of key. Uh, singing out of key. <laughs> and so they release the dogs, and the dogs immediately attack. Wiggle. This is really awesome. Uh, and so, uh, you know, Maud feels that the riot would never have happened if Marge, you know, was still around. Cause well, maybe if you guys didn't prosecute her to the full extent of the law, she still would have been. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, now Marge is, you know, ready to get out of prison. And she tells her yeah. cellmate that I ho- that she hopes she'd <laughs> find someone. And her cellmate uh, is like, you know, men are all slime. But this new guy is different. And we flash over to Barney holding. He's like, hello. And uh, she's like, oh, that's a, that guy says his name is Homer. And he works for a nuclear power plant. Oh, boy, Barney. Oh, oh Barney. Boy. Your normal tactics don't work. And Har- Homer's obviously, he, he nabbed Marge. So yeah. Barney thinks that uh, he, yeah. could, he could do it. And yeah. so now we get to uh, Bart and Lisa's like, oh, we got to clean up this house. It's well, a literal, can... it's a literal so trash see... dump. Yup. And Bart's like, wow, let's just sweep it all under the rug. And by, rug, by rug, he means the carpeting. Yeah. He literally sweeps all the trash underneath the carpeting in the house. How, did they, it's like... how did they get it under there? Do they rip up the carpet just to... I... I guess and, so. And move the piano, move all the furniture. <laughs> and like, and, and so like they do it and it's like all like wavy and like, you got to step around. It doesn't, isn't there so there, they step under somebody who's under the carpet. Yeah. There's a guy and it's the, I can't remember his name now or where he was from. I just honestly yeah. can't remember, but I was like, yeah. Hey, watch it. Yeah. <laughs> like apparently he was just roaming around in their house too. Yeah, and, and so Marge leaves leaves prison, and the whole town is there to welcome Marge home because obviously they missed her. Yeah, and so uh, I do like Helen Lovejoy. She's like, from now on, I'll use my gossip for good instead of evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably Helen Lovejoy. Yeah, and so you know they like, oh, we want to give you this, and they unveil the statue of Jimmy Carter, but instead it now has like a Marge wig of hair on it. Uh, yeah. That's kind of funny. And uh, they changed the uh, plaque. So the plaque actually stated malice forever. Malaise. Oh, sorry. I can't read. (laughs) Clearly. Uh, Malaise forever. And they changed it to Marge forever. Which is, uh, for those who don't know, Malaise forever is a reference to a Jimmy Carter speech. That's all all I'll say about it. Cool. Um, and so now uh, a couple days must have gone by and they just decided to turn the uh, statue into a tetherball pole 
which hey, yeah. good idea. I mean, that's yep. it's a good idea. But I like how the last hit, you know, spins the ball completely, like all the way wrapped up in wax Carter in the face. Ooh, the face. Like, yeah, like, that's like how the ball yeah. winds up. That was pretty good. I think that was a pretty yeah. good finish. So, well, have you never played tetherball? Oh, I love tetherball. Tetherball is my favorite. Played that at camp all the time and on the schoolyard. Yeah. Dude, I love fucking tetherball. Tetherball is awesome. But yeah, so this episode, I. Uh, it's good. Good second to last episode. Uh, I'm gonna yeah. go. I'm gonna go four mm, sprinkles. The only reason that it, I love the flu bit. I like how we got from yeah. from Troy McLure to the pandemic to you know the the March stuff. I mean that was almost. I would have to say 15 minutes of the episode of the 22 I, minute episode. 15 yeah. minutes of it was the pan was the the. By virus the way, I feel like. I feel like everybody recovered from that flu pretty quickly. Yeah. I mean, maybe everyone got it really fast. I don't know. But, uh, or just died away, you know. But, uh, and it didn't expand to Shelbyville or any of the other cities. No. So, but, but I, I think the jokes were definitely there. I, I love what, uh, Homer, basically Homer living on his own. Like, you kind of got a good look at, at Homer trying to... This it's not the first the, time. Yeah, uh, it's not the first time that Homer's tried to run the household without Marge around. And he just did as well as when she went to Rancho Relaxo. Yeah. But but really funny. I I mean, you do get the whole kind of off-key uh trial and everything, but that's yeah. just the Simpsons being funny and yeah. and trying to do trying to do their thing with Lionel Hutz. And Lionel Hutz, bringing Lionel Hutz back is yeah. always very very funny. Uh, just the jokes in it were great. The uh, Lisa's whole dress thing. It's like, I've been wearing this forever. Um, I mean, that's always good. Uh, anything, you know, with the Quickie Mart and, you know, that, that stuff was good. I mean, four. I'm not going to go five. This just doesn't have that I want to watch it all the time type episode. No. And, and in all reality, this is the probably the first time I've watched this episode in probably 20 years. Like, this is definitely not an yeah. episode that I... I have seen or have gone out to actually look for, but after the rewatch of it, I mean, it was, it was really good. I, I had a good time watching it. Just quoting it was just hilarious. Cause there were some certain things in it that just triggered in my mind that I'm like, Oh, I remember these, these things. So I'm going to go for mm, sprinkles. Yeah, this is, this is a really solid Simpsons episode. Obviously the realism of like the flu and the trial and, you know, Marge getting arrested, whatever. It's funny. Uh, the jokes, as you said, are on point. You know, I like, you know, I don't know. For some reason, I really like the end where, Bar- like, you know, Barney is picking up a prison chick <laughs> and lied about who he was. And yeah. it, I, I really, that was really funny. And, you know, Marge is, you know, you know, Marge is the glue that holds the Simpsons together. So it would only make sense that she might be the glue that holds Springfield together. I mean, she you really know, she is. Might... That town, that town went bad fast without yeah. Marge. So uh, I'm going to, it's a solid episode. Again, like you, I don't think I've seen this episode in a really long time. I would say maybe I saw it in college because um, I did do a, a lot of Simpson watching in college. And I watched Simpsons almost every Saturday or every Sunday in college. Um, but, uh, I'm going to give it a four mm, sprinkles. It is, it is a solid episode. If it's on, if it's on, I will watch this episode because of 
all the references to 2020. Yeah. Or maybe I wouldn't want to watch it because it does reference 2020 too much. And I just, I want to forget about the year 2020. That ruined a lot of people's lives. It makes me angry to think about, but it's, it's really good. They did a fantastic job. Uh, You got a lot of, uh, you know, I guess, quote unquote, future predictions. Um, But yeah, uh, yeah, for, I think this, I think this episode just predicted 2020. Yeah. I mean, you could pick out a few things here and there, but I feel like this episode just predicted 2020 altogether. Was there was there a, uh, was there ever a story about a lawyer who went to trial without pants? <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> Maybe. No, because oh yeah, they probably. Okay, so look at look at look at no, Zoom no, no, no. calls. Zoom calls. Yes, I bet you a lawyer that when they did those Zoom calls to trials, I guarantee you. Most of those lawyers were not wearing pants during those Zoom calls. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, Look at that. Look at that. This yeah. is just. This is just amazing. So, yeah. uh, one other thing I would like to point out, and maybe this is just kind of past the point, but the whole margin chains. I feel like because we didn't spend this entire episode with Marge in jail, I feel like the title could have been a little bit different. Different. Like I. I mean, I get where it wound up, but. I don't know. Seems kind of an odd title now that I think about it. Mar- Mar- Marge holds Springfield together. Maybe that should have yeah. been a title. Yep. All right. So let's finish it off with our character profile. And this week we got the prison inmate, T- Tattoo Annie. Yep. She doesn't get a lot of love. So we got to yep. we gotta give her some love here on The Simpsons Divot. So yep. her identity, Tattoo Toting Inmate. Yep. Lots of tattoos. Identity. Uh, or sorry. Chief identifying feature, Mad Magazine fold-in tattoo on her back. Yep. Yeah. Her yep. skin, colorful. Yep. Oh, yeah. Personality, intense. Ooh, you know, it's weird, because, like, she did seem intense, but, like, then she did the whole tattoo thing, and it, like, just made all that intensity go away. Yeah. Says very little. Letting your tattoos do talking for her. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. There's a lot of people who are like that. Yeah, just uh, don't talk to me. Talk to my tattoos. They'll talk. They'll talk back. Don't worry about it. Yeah. All right. So let's close it out where you guys can find us. Head over to Facebook, The Simpsons Did It Podcast, and be sure to tag us through at The Simpsons Did It Pod. Uh, Instagram, The Simpsons Did It Pod. Twitter, Simpsons Did It PC. And then uh, head over to YouTube. Check out our uh, YouTube channel, The Simpsons Did It Podcast. Just search it. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment on anything you want. And we'll be sure to bring it up here on the show. Um, if you'd like to donate, head over to buymeacoffee.com backslash Simpsons in it. All your donations will go to fun merch, buying new stickers, and hopefully coming up with new merch in the future. Um, and lastly, make sure you dial a phone number. Pick up your cell phone. Pick up your uh, rotary phone. Pick up your uh, uh, Flintstones Go phone, you know, like Bart did it in kindergarten. Or when he got held back to kindergarten. Uh, just dial 612-584-0986 and leave us a fun message, whether it's about an episode, fun facts, stuff we might have missed on and you want to correct us. You know, just give us all your fun feedback and let us know how we did. Um, and the other thing we want to do is uh, we're going to be going on a small hiatus. And we would like your input on Season 5, Episodes 5 to 10. Uh, Just look through those if you want us to talk about anything. Bring anything up. Fun quotes, fun facts. You know, anything that you want to add to the podcast. 
be sure to leave us a voicemail based on episodes 5 through 10 of season 5, and we'll make sure to include those in all of our episodes. By the way, when Steve says hiatus, he means from recording. We are yes. still going to drop new episodes yes. every week. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, we take we do take breaks from recording to, you know, build up our next round of episodes that we are going to report and find guests, you know, yep. watch them, stuff like that. So that's the break that we take. Um, and that's why we're giving you guys this opportunity when you hear this episode to give us uh, what you guys want to talk about for those specific episodes. And we'll keep doing yeah. that. I'm, I'm basically writing down which seasons and episodes we want to hear from you on. And we'll put yep. those in those episodes. Yep. So, so until next time, I'm Steven Skolansky. And I'm Robert Skolansky. And this has been The Simpsons Did It. Shh.